It's great to meet you, Allison. Likewise. You guys have the most interesting topics on your podcast. Oh, yeah? You listen to them, huh? <laughs> I mean, the titles alone, how can you not? You guys are good. Yeah, it's a, a fun trip around the um, amazing curriculum and culture of America on the back of a moped. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank nice you for having me. Very, our pleasure. So I'm a- going to jump in before we okay, have any ahead. questions and just yeah, introduce. Allison is a woman who has decided to leave behind the safe confines of a corporate job and go out and follow the dream of creating her own life. And she's doing that on a mu- multiple fronts. We're really excited to have her here today to talk about how that's going what she's been doing, and to ask her the hard-hitting comedic questions that will drive laughter, (laughs) embarrassment, and um, make us all feel good. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I, too, had a similar transition in my life. I left a corporate job in the film industry and started my own coaching business. So I have a feel for um, what you've done. And I'm sort of – my first question is, what have you learned about yourself since quitting your corporate career and becoming an entrepreneur? It's a great question. Um, And I have to, you know, if I'm going to be coming out to this moped thing, screeching, um, I had, um, I had done something last night where I did a psychedelic assisted therapy. (laughs) And uh, that I, like not even in college did I do this stuff, not even with lava lamps. And um, <laughs> I'm not even that well, much of a drinker. Let's definitely so, talk about that. Forget my question. This is really- yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's part of it is an answer to your question because um, I, uh, when I left, I left my corporate job <clears throat> and I've had a podcast for almost four years it, um, you know, when I was at my job, it felt I was in corporate sales for 20 years and it just felt like I could make money. It was fine. It was great. I was good at it. And it just felt more and more restrictive. And then the more I did the podcasts and the more creative stuff, then, um, then everything felt expansive. And so as I was trying, you know, like I've just been kind of throwing caution to the wind and doing like trying to find answers about myself and about what I should do. The challenge with me quitting is I did not have a plan and I still don't. (laughs) So I'm figuring it out as I go. And so the psychedelic assisted therapy, it's like magic mushrooms, but it's in like a sacred ceremony kind of thing in Atlanta. And so I'm a little fuzzy today. Uh-huh. And now, welcome uh, back to yeah. this part of experience, <laughs> this dimension. Yeah. Um, but part of it is is a self discovery that the the psilocybin, the magic mushrooms. I don't know if you guys have ever done it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh great. <laughs> so that's how it, we got the name Out Moped Outlaws. <laughs> tell me how. 
All right, real quickly. Um, it's a reference to when I had three ounces of mushrooms grammed up in a, I was trying to outrun the police on this beat up <laughs> moped that had no headlight. It's nighttime, barely goes. And I was caught and brought to jail, but the mushrooms were encased in those old VHS cases when you rented VHS. Yeah. And um, they never opened up the cases. So that's pretty funny. You still uh, ended up in jail. I was in jail because I tried to outrun the cops on an unregistered beat up moped with no headlight at night. <laughs> Do you still have this moped? No, no, that was long ago, far away. We're saving up to do a national tour of podcasts on mopeds. We oh, haven't really? got a, yeah, we're, yeah. You know, one of the ideas is to do a kind of like born to be wild thing where we, we go across the country randomly picking people in truck stops to interview for the podcast. Or That's wherever. a great idea. Or not it's like cornball run kind of if you wanted to race. <laughs> right. Or on a like moped. If you're <laughs> on a moped. It would be hilarious. <laughs> if you're familiar with the um, book Blue Highways. Mm-mm. Uh, it's a gentleman's journey. Blue highways on a map where the highways off road and they're blue on maps. And he went around the United States in these remote areas. Oh, remote that's so areas. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, anyway. I'm a psychonaut from way back. So, um, but it's been over 30 years since I had any psychedelic experiences, <laughs> but I was in deep because my, my folks moved out to California in 1969 and so when I was a teenager living in Berkeley, I, I dove in all the way. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, Allison. Yeah. Because you're, there's two things you've shared that are obviously not the broad path in the United States society. One, you left your corporate job without a plan. And the other, you just shared last night, you had a very controlled experience with uh, hallucinogenics. Yeah. You're also a mom, a wife, you're a family person. Yeah. Has there been a challenge in your partnership with this choice, your, these choices you're making? How much have... time do you have, Greg? No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that uh, one of the things that has helped me make the leap is that uh, I had a friend of mine who is kind of unconventional in a lot of things that she does. And she's been like a sage guide. And many months ago, she comes on my podcast a lot. And we had a conversation where I was really scared, certainly about finances, you know? I mean, we're a two-income family. I earned a big income and went down to nothing. I'm a hundred heir, you know? Um, and so it, with a short amount of time to figure it out, and she said, you know, Allison, you have, uh, you have a strong foundation. You'll be fine. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, you don't, you don't know my uh, financial situation. I'm going to, we're going to crash and burn, you know? And she said, no, 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 no. You have a strong marriage. You have a strong foundation. And I never thought of my marriage and my family as currency, but it, um, I, I do uh, have the very good fortune of having an incredible husband and two kids that are awesome. And uh, I don't know, my husband is very straight laced. He's not um, adventurous like I am. Uh, you know, he's more under the radar and I'm like 
big sparkles all the time. And, uh, and, and he keeps saying, yes, go for it. If this is going to make you happy. And, um, the challenge really is the financial side of figuring out what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I respect all of you there. You have two children, correct? Yeah. So all four of you (laughs) willingly, because it really is, as you just said, without the support of everyone involved, it doesn't really work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a family affair for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me say the, it's a blissful journey when everyone involved is supportive. I don't know that I would call it blissful. (laughs) It's it's a very stressful strap on, (laughs) you know, get on your moped and ride and I hope it gets there. Right. Yeah. It's a whole new set of communications that start happening. Like, First of all, you're home a lot more, right? So your interaction with your family and your husband is a lot more than it used to be. Yeah. And that kind of intimacy often drives an uptick in communication skills. Yes. Did you guys up-level your communication in your relationship? We had to. We had to. And I think, you know, there are certainly, it's not like you know, he, everything is sunshine and roses. You know, we've had to really scale back and figure out Christmas and, um, you know, not go on vacations, not buy certain things and really try and be smart about it. And it's, it's tough, you know, like it's a strain. It's a strain. I don't know if you, Mark had um, experienced the same thing, leaving your job for coaching or kind of building that up or had you built it on the side? Well, I, my experience included leaving my position and getting a divorce all at the oh. same time. Oh. So I went all the way into the you fire the and, and opposite. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to make this about me, but just to give you a little insight, I was really stoked when I took my severance because I'd had my first summer vacation since childhood. Wow. So that summer I had 90 days off and I went on a deep dive into emotional healing and transformative coaching and discovered who I really was at a deep level, which is how I got into coaching. And then I went back to work at a kind of mundane job, working as a an archive warehouse manager. And then I built up my business slowly over time. And then in, in 2018, I went full-time coaching. Mm. Um, but I can relate to that feeling of having to reassess everything. And, you know, even in this year, in 2022, there have been moments where I was 100 air, just like you're talking about. <laughs> right. Right. And I have my own relationship now. I have with a woman who's amazing, an artist and a teacher, and and we're solid and we live together. And and I would say the same is true for me. It's like I wouldn't use the current the word currency, but I I have the resilience and stability that I need to be expansive. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. And I I hear the gratitude in you. And do you have high aspirations? Like is part of what's driving this, this part of you that really wants to bloom into creativity and into the world and offer something powerful? Mark, it is relentless. Like I can't even stop it. I wish I could go get a corporate job, you know, and just uh, be a a pencil pusher, a paper pusher and that be enough. But it's, it's not, there's always been a deep, deep, deep drive you know, and I think even from leaving, because I left in April of, of this year, twenty I don't know when this will come out. 
Well, I guess it's out now, right? We're live. Right, we're live. It'll come out <laughs> next Monday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I so in 2022, and then I similar to you, Mark, when you know I did two 12 hour walks by myself with no technology and um, uh, a solo overnight hike, and you know went to Colorado and climbed the steepest peak. Just trying to, you know, I I find that the solace comes the most in nature, um, which I'm not generally very granola, but I find myself to be much more whole and grounded when I'm in nature. And then when I'm like sitting at this desk, I'm like, shit, can I say shit? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you, you can. can. Say whatever the fuck what? you can say mushroom. Right. Psychedelic mushroom. I know within the first three minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been an exploration. I would say, you know, like without all the financial part, it's been such an exciting time. You know, like if I didn't have that kind of pressure to, you know, like I've been creating for four years. I have a podcast and a blog and Patreon and all kinds of stuff that I've just been turning out, turning out, turning out. Um, interviewing some of the most fascinating and wise people in the world that are doing things differently. And um, I, I get the sense that you guys are similar. Of, oh, yeah. um, of, you know, maybe not the straight and narrow path, but there's a much broader universe out there. And I think in answer to your very first question, Mark, is what I learned the most is that that change... I, I think that when when you're stuck in um I think when you're complacent, then the only way out of complacency is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And when you have when you interrupt the pattern of the same old, same old, same old is when you, when the sun shines through and when yeah. colors shine through. Yeah. So you're creating something big and unwieldy and unbound, right? I guess. I mean, yeah. that, that's the hope, you know? Yeah. I mean, the question is, is anybody going to hear it? Does anybody care? Yeah. And that, well, you know, that that's where I struggle. So what's the, what does your podcast tell you? Like I looked at your episodes, everybody you interviewed cared. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? true. I have a question kind of for us all, but really, Allison, if, I just just sparked on Vincent Van Gogh, who obviously left the world something that everyone predominantly cares about deeply. But in his lifetime, he was never able to realize that. Yeah. Would you be okay? No. (laughs) I would not. Awesome. I would not. Clarity. (laughs) That was a very clear no. I wish I could be that peaceful. You know, I wish it would be okay to just create. And I think it is, uh, and again, not to get too esoteric with it, but I do think, um, I do think that the value of, I feel like the podcast and what I do really does change lives. Like people rely on the podcast. A lot of people have reached out with feedback of just, it's kind of like therapy. I have some really cool people on that give, 
really practical wisdom that people are able to implement in their life and change. Um, and it, it, it's a ladder up and out. Like the, my podcast is a ladder up and out. But I think because it hasn't translated to being financially secure from from what I did before, then in my world, I devalue not only the podcast, but also myself or my ability. And that is exactly the reason why I did the mushrooms to kind of remove that, you know, like that not good enough, that not enough-ness. Yeah. Um, Especially for somebody that for many people can be too much. <laughs> so yeah, not enough you're too, and too much. much. You're too much, aren't you? Some people have told you that in the past, haven't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you that too much is not enough yet. <laughs> exactly. You see that? Uh, tell me again. Tell me that again in a different way. The way that you are bringing your full self into the world at its fullest expression with all of that curiosity and all of that love for discovery and connection. There's room for more and more and more of that in the healing of mm. humanity. Mm. There's always enough and there's always more. I do receive that. Thank you. Yeah. So do you have any like crystallized visions? Like, do you imagine uh, a certain thing being a result or do you have like a goal in any of this or is it really flowing just completely from, from flow? Um, <clears throat> I would say that most of it is from flow. I have a degree in broadcasting. So being behind a mic and talking and public speaking is like water to me, you know, like it feels really good conversations like this, like meaningful conversations when you're in communion with people and meeting new people to me is very exciting. And so having a podcast that can feed that is, uh, is really gratifying, I think. Um, and I think being able to grow in a way where it does make an impact, where it does make a bigger impact, where it is you know, a media figure or um, being able to expand onto TV as well. Um, and, you know, I think what is coming out of this is all of these crazy adventures that I'm, you know, just kind of exploring and going on. I would love to bring people with me because what I find, um, and specifically for my show, um, there are a lot of female, it's like 80% female um, the listener base and the women that I've heard from are very often women like myself, people that are, you know, uh, professional women that have climbed the corporate ladder. They've checked all the boxes. They've done everything they thought they were supposed to do. And they get to this point where they have money, they have comforts, they have the family, they have the home. And they're like, is this all there is? <laughs> and why isn't it enough? And why am I an asshole that I'm not grateful enough for this? You know, like something's missing. And so those are kind of where the podcast lives or where, where I live that, you know, if we can go out into some unusual or unconventional places and do, you know, again, interrupt the pattern, um, to maybe explore something that maybe that's what unlocks you know, the, the possibility of not being stuck, you know, like I, um, I, I am a pandemic born 
dance fitness instructor. I never danced before. I stumbled onto a dance class when I was 45 years old and just, I felt like lightning struck me. And um, then the pandemic hit and did everything virtually and became a dance instructor while we were all at home and just fell in love with it. And so just even the art of movement and um, the art of being able to move your body in a way that it didn't matter what I look like. It didn't matter that I didn't know the steps and that I, you know, am, I don't know, I'm not that coordinated, but it was the, the freedom to move your body. And so these little clues, and I'm sure you guys have probably had similar situations where there were these little clues where I was so miserable at work, where it just felt, like I said, so constrictive. And then I had this joy that was so profound where it felt like such a release and it felt like it was so uh, overwhelming that I was like, am I allowed to feel this? Because I felt like shit for so long. You know, I felt like I, I, I was being punished for not being good enough, you know, mm. or not making decisions, different decisions before who knows. And so, um, so it's been an interesting journey. So do you feel a challenge in monetizing joy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It seems sort of counterintuitive, right? Yeah. What I want to say to you is that when you do that, you actually give everyone else permission to also do that. That this idea that currency, as we relate to it in, in the Western culture, can be fed by all of us waking up, all of us tuning into our natural self. As you said, you went on these walks and when you, you go for wisdom, you go to the nature. And so as we, as a culture, move closer and closer to returning to that natural instinct, that natural sense of place and belonging, we are reinventing the way monetization works. We're, we are beginning to value things with a different currency, hmm. the currency of love and healing and becoming. And so what you're doing as a pioneer is you're just going out there and you're making it happen. And I just want to give you permission <laughs> to allow abundance to flow towards you in however that looks for you by writing a book, you know, um, you know, getting paid for speaking, like all of that stuff. And it's really I, right now in my chest, I feel this warm heat and excitement about what you're embodying. You do? That's so I cool. <laughs> yeah. Greg, yeah. do you also feel that warm heat in your in your chest? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, great. But I feel excitement <laughs> at what he's saying. That I do too. I think um it I I receive what you're saying, Mark, and I think I think it's been an interesting journey and some like I went to see a shaman and the shaman said to me, she identified it or she put it into words where she said, you don't feel like, you feel like you can't make money at what you love. You can only make money doing a job you hate. Hmm. And I was like, yes, how do I quit that? You know? Yeah. And so I think part of the mission now is like releasing the blocks, releasing, you know, switching the wiring which is really what the mushrooms are hopefully doing part of it. And I have to do the rest, right? Like right. I have to, it's, it's reorchestrating or re-architecting the way the neurons fire together. 
um, to interrupt those patterns. And that um, I do think that there is more out there. So did you get an answer to the, how do you do that question from them? Um, no. And I think because it was last night, um, and then you go through the experience. We yeah, have you're something in the called, integration phase. I'm in the integration. So we have an integration thing. Um, and I did it once before I did it in August and then I did it, um, with a different intention last night. And, um, and the first time the answers were clear. They were so clear. It was beautiful. It was light. There was so much color. And this one was much darker. It was much more lonely. It felt like wrestling. Um, and that, uh, is, you know, I think they, they say that that's the ego fighting, like the ego on the ropes in the boxing ring, you know, of just fighting of like, no, 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 no I need control. And I think I the answer is always being. Yes, please. <laughs> what season is it? That's what I was going to say. What do you mean? What season is it's, it? It's the, the it's winter. winter. Yes. The falling and in. everything is falling into the dark quiet. Yeah. The light is less. We're going darker times. Like that's, mm. I think that's August mm. is summer, bright. Yeah. Lots of light. Winter is in. Inward. So you, yes. You don't have to make any meaning out of, of that experience from last night other than, Oh, yeah. it's that fall winter thing where the seed goes into the ground and yeah. becomes dormant. And then, you know, comes later that the bloom comes later. And I, as Mark can attest to the shadow of our humanity is something I delve into probably too much. Every right. damn call. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Tell me more, Greg. I want to hear it. Well, I believe that this quest, for lack of a better word, our journey that we're all on, an element of it is the hero's challenge of, as you put it, our ego fighting all those sparks of thought that I'm not good enough. It's impossible. I'm crazy to even think that I can do this. And why doesn't this person like me or love me or all that stuff we process through to get to our divinity. And I don't know that there's any other way, but through it. I think you're right. And I'd love to ask you because I think the answer is what I'm told. It's so frustrating is that I am so good at striving and not good at being and, you know, and, and releasing the reins and just letting it happen. And so I think it, it, uh, I'm overly capable in a lot of ways to make things happen, to force things to happen. But I think I'm forcing an unnatural timeline for things that I'm working on. And I have to like recognize that and step back. Um, but the waiting and just being is hard. And so I personally, and I don't know if you guys experience this too, that I um, am working through trust of like trusting, like I, I feel like I have all of the ingredients to have everything I ever want. Um, and maybe it's the shadow, Greg, you know, maybe it is some of the ancestral stuff. Maybe it is, um, some of the programming and things 
that I'm working through, you know, and I, I, I've signed up to like work through it, you know, like if I'm going to get punched in the face, punch me in the face, I'm ready. You know, like if it's, if it's going to heal it and help my kids and my marriage and, and humanity, uh, I can take that. I'm strong, but it hurts, you know, and it's painful. Yeah, Yeah. it, it is. Absolutely. And, um, Boy, I didn't hear a question in there, but just to kind of build on what you're saying, in my experience, there is an element of accepting, yeah, this sucks, and finding a way to celebrate that. And it's very difficult in my experience. Celebrating the suck. Yeah. What does that look like? It looks like... I was talking with Mark about this Friday because I'm going through a heartbreak and it hurts and it's physically, there are physical elements to it, like waking up and feeling energy in my body that is uncomfortable. Mm. And it's like, fuck, yeah, this sucks. What? (laughs) Yeah. I need y'all in my, uh, I need y'all to call me every morning (laughs) and just say, fuck, yeah, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And and I believe that that is part of the process. And one other kind of spark that came to mind is years ago, I heard the story of uh, the Buddha. And when the individual agreed to be the Buddha, he was asked, like, are you sure this is the path you're agreeing to be on? And he was like, yeah, I'm, I want to do this. And part of that path was some lives that sucked, that never ended with a happy ending. Hmm. And part of my own acceptance is, hey, I might do everything right this lifetime. And this is the lifetime that sucks. And I got to be okay with that, because it is the journey I've chosen to be on is to know my truth. And I have faith that our truth, collectively, is divine. So I wonder, where does free will and choice come into this? That's a great question. And the Can best I answer, answer I have, well, Go for ahead. myself as a parent, um, if I force my children to do anything, they are not really doing it. It's, it's a force. They're, it's like enslavement. They absolutely, their life is their choice. The best I could do is share my experiences and support their choices. Because if I force anything on them, it's enslavement. It's, so that's free will. The divinity that created us absolutely has to give us free will because it's all love. I have a bunch of stuff I want to get in here with, Allison, if, you, if you're up for it. Sure. All right, so... Starting with the shadow integration part with the, the voices, yeah. I'm not good enough stuff, right? Yeah. So you want to make a home for those and and just be like, I hear you, right? Yeah. I hear you. And it's okay, right? And that, that, that part of you that's speaking there is the observer self, right? That's number one. So you learning to alchemize those feelings into something where they find a home and they kind of come back from DEFCON 5 a little. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You can, you can feel that way as long as you need to feel that way. Right. And then this question of free will, 
I have a kind of a, an addition to what Greg says is this idea that there's two facets to this. I'll tell the funny one first. If you were the all knowing creator and you had to watch eternity and look at everybody's thing, you'd, you'd make it like a sitcom. There's this sort of comedic nature to all of it, right? It's like, Oh my goodness. How silly are we? So finding the humor in the moment is a, a, a way to move through too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but ultimately, free will, the mystery school that we've all enrolled in, in this life, without that free will piece, you can't actually get the wisdom from the painful things, but also the joyful things. So it's the most essential, necessary ingredient to be able to allow for that choice to occur. And, and good or bad, you get to decide. And that's the dilemma. That's the horns of the dilemma. That's the karma of like, oh, what do, what, what do I do with this choice, right? Right. And it, it's, it's a blessing to be able to choose because through those choices, we create reality. We're constantly creating reality. So you have this opportunity to hold those love, those shadows lovingly here and forging on the path of pioneership into the, the amazing vision that you create for yourself. And knowing free will means if someone like Elon Musk can do what he did, Barack Obama can do what he, he did, Michelle Obama, Joan of Arc, like it's those people that remind us it's all possible and it's just related to our level of commitment and the clarity of our vision and our persistence in achieving it. And that wealth is just like psychedelics. It just makes you more of who you already are. So having lots of it and being a generous person and being able to create amazing warmth and, and healing in humanity is great. There's nothing wrong with that, receiving all that wealth. And some people are constricted and they want they hold all the wealth and they want to take it from people because that's their shadow right mm-hmm. so whatever you are on that spectrum wherever you're like greedy but also generous you know we're all levels of that no one's perfect so allow the fullness of your vision to realize itself and then trust that the energy which is what money is will flow into it because you're inhabiting your natural creative power And then the last thing is both Greg and I have done this thing called A Course in Miracles. And it's this book, this amazing book that someone wrote. Is that Marianne Williamson? uh, She wrote a book Mm. based on it from her experience with the course. Okay. The course itself is. So what's important about it in the moment for me is that our thoughts create our reality. What you think about, you bring about. What you feel becomes real. And so when thoughts that are shadowy in nature come in, the book, A Course in Miracles, calls those attack thoughts. And they're not real. Hmm. The, the divine path, is, according to The Course in Miracles, is that we're all heading for this healing. And it can happen instantly or it can take time. And it's all according to our own need and our own design around how long it takes and what we need to go through. right? And so compassion, kindness, love understanding, you know, wisdom, those are all the tools of healing, right? Greed, fear, 
you know, all of those things are, are pushing the timeline back for all the, all of our collective healing and we're mm-hmm. all in it together. Right. And so you can have a lot of compassion for those shadows that you carry and, but also fire for the vision that you hold mm-hmm. and get specific. And whenever those attack thoughts come in, the antidote is to remind yourself that, Oh, well, you're here to bring something. You're here to bring the song or, you know, the rebel groove or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And, um, I, you know, that's where you lean in the courage of your convictions. Mm. Um, and I was fascinated when I started to reach research you and, and um, I think you're really providing a lot of value and I can feel your verve and um, your, the color in your spirit. So um, by all means, I'll let go of the fear the world needs you. Thank you. Can we start a cult, the three of us? That's not enough. To make a lot of money. <laughs> That's not enough. That's not enough. Um, I have a question that keeps coming up. Your choice of the title of your podcast, Culture yeah. Changers. Um, can you tell me some specifics about that choice of a title? Yeah, it's actually um, the third name and not the final one. I'd love to change it. But when I started the podcast, I called it. It was always about culture changers. It was about um, it was about people who were doing things differently. So originally I called it Little Left of Center. Everyone thought it was a political podcast and they're Ooh. like, nope. And so I had to continually explain it. Then I was trying to think of something. I thought culture changers was like too hard to say. And I was trying to think of something clever. And so I, I made it into bright this way mm-hmm. because everything about me is kind of bright and colorful, bright this way. And um, like, a, but it was too happy. It wasn't like, a, you know, like I have people that talk about suicide and all kinds of stuff. You know, it wasn't all about sunshine and rainbows. That's not, it's much more layered than that. Um, and, and then I, I decided to change it to what it really was, was culture changers. And so about a year ago, um, I started to I start, you know, like I've interviewed people like Mariel Hemingway and Seth Godin and Jesse Itzler that if you know who they are, they're big deals. If you don't know who they are, they're just people that, uh, you know, <laughs> they're just people with um, with what I think is cool ideas. But um, but I've interviewed some really cool people and um, I started to do series and um, the series were on topics that people really cared about. So that might look like belonging, um, which has where I would do things about cults and all kinds of stuff. Like there's so many, um, so many of the human experience that are all driven by where we belong, you know, including the way we think the political views that we have, the religious views that we have, everything has to do in the decisions we make, vaccines, whatever it is, your medical uh, ideas. All, we think, we like to think that we have our own free will of thought and that we do our own research. But the reality is it has everything to do with, nothing to do with data, everything to do with the social groups from where we belong. And so I did, um, I did uh, a series on, sex and belonging and, you know, like provocative topics that people care about, 
reparenting yourself, dysfunctional families, you know, um, all kinds of stuff, big ass changes. And, um, and that seemed to really resonate because it had at least like a theme for a few weeks or whatever it was. And I would start to hear that it's really helping people. But since I left my corporate job, it, I've also taken, you know, like maybe one episode a month to just do a solo cast of just where I'm at. And so when I left people, it's almost become, it's not a documentary, but I've documented my journey through the podcast, through my blog, and people have leaned all the way in to say, what is this girl going to do next? You know? And so it's, and so it is changing. It's evolving in a way that uh, it always is about doing things differently. And that um, that's kind of, and, and when I believe when you, what I've learned through this process is when you heal yourself is the only way you can change a culture. So if you're pissed off about politics, if you're pissed off about the education system, about gun laws, about whatever it is, um, all of it is like a wound, you know, that you can't until you go inward. I mean, you could scream about it on Facebook, but until you figure out how to make yourself whole, better, whatever it is, connect with people, be kinder, you know, have more self-awareness, more self-actualization as best you can is the only way that we can start to heal a culture because most people are so crippled with a lack of confidence, a lack of clarity, mostly I would say a lack of confidence that they don't feel that their voice matters. They don't feel like their actions matter. So if I am pissed off about whatever topic, abortion, you know, like, does it make a difference if I go picket somewhere, you know, or protest? Like, how do I make the most um, of this? And that is, you know, the the podcast was started because I wanted to make a bigger difference um, after experiencing personally or witnessing um some things that I I was like, good Lord, if other people knew what I was finding out, they would act differently. They would change things. And what if we could do it together? And that is when I got behind the mic and and started a podcast. I had no idea what it was. I decided to start a podcast. I had no idea what I was going to talk about or what it would be about. And it just evolved from there. Wow. I just want to say yes, yes, a thousand times yes, especially <laughs> the part about healing thyself uh, as the gateway to change for everybody. Yeah. Um, do you see culture like your neighbor next door, the people down the street? I think that's where you can, I think you make the biggest impact in the circles that you are in. And then the more people you impact, you probably understand this too, Mark, being in a coaching position, Greg, I don't know what, you know, what, what your profession is. Um, but, uh, riding around on mopeds, getting arrested, <laughs> chasing. but it doesn't, pay well. <laughs> no, it's not as, it's not as good. The food's not that good either. Right. I Greg's an actor. As Are well you an actor? Video editor. Oh, how fun. And he's a stand up comedian. Nice. None of those really. You guys are. He, in the he, he's still industry. working on his. I'm not that shadow, but I know him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I do believe. Um, I I believe that that it, everything starts with 
starting with your family, starting with the communities, the circles that you have. And the more people you touch, the more people they touch. And then things start to swirl. I have this. So I'm wondering, here we are in the holidays. You have this little Christmas yeah. tree behind yeah. you. I'm, in, I'm operating in my 10-year-old's bedroom. I was wondering about that. <laughs> I was wondering what those Anyway, like one of the things I love about the Grinch story is he takes everything away. And then his heart grows when he hears them still in the town center singing joyfully. Like, yeah. it's all great. And I'm, is there anything you and your family are doing this holiday season in the spirit of that idea? You know, we, um, the kids are 10 and seven and a half. And so they don't want like designer bags or any of that stuff yet, but they do want electronics. And so we, you know, we, we are not getting them a ton of gifts this year and we've kind of prepped them like, you know, you're going to get like one Mac daddy gift and that's it, you know, and you're going to be happy about it. But I think, um, we have really enjoyed like popcorn movie nights, you know, family movie nights at home. And, um, and we, my husband is insane about the holidays. And so, um, our home for Halloween is like kids are afraid to trick or treat at our house. Cause there's like animatronics and fog machines and all kinds of stuff outside y'all being the entertainment industry probably appreciate that. And Christmas, we don't have animatronics, but it's, it's always decorated. So our home is in spirit from September 1st through December 26th or maybe uh, January 1st. And so my husband having that kind of spirit, certainly. And I always loved the holidays, but my husband is like crazy about it. You know, um, we've really, really enjoyed, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we're not going on some big cruise, you know, or any of those things. We just, we, we really reinforce how much we love being together and how much we love being, you know, at home and enjoying Christmas and the spirit of all of that. And it feels like, you know, even though I feel a little plagued by the shadows and the things that I'm working through, it feels like my family life is so rich and so joyful. And, you know, I feel like if I did one thing right, it was choosing my husband and marrying him and then having these miraculous kids that are just so fun to, to watch them evolve and grow and learn even when they fall, even when they make mistakes yeah. and let it be okay. It's, it's fun to kind of parent them differently than I was parented. Um, and not that I was parented in a bad way, you know, but I, I don't know about you guys, but like, my mom spanked us. Everyone <laughs> like spanked people, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. We had the wooden spoon. I don't know yep. if you had a switch or something, but we had the wooden. wooden. And if you were really bad, you had the metal spoon. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and parenting in a different way, like my son is, um, he's a highly sensitive person. And through him finding that out, I realized that I am as well. And I just have always covered it. But, 
my husband, my husband, my son, because he is so sensitive, he gets hurt a lot, you know, like it hurts. Like if you brush him, he's like, how? And you, you know, normally you're like, are you crazy? <laughs> like brush it off. But we acknowledge him and kind of give him space to ha- feel those feelings. And, um, and that feels really good to kind of change the culture with my kids, you know, like of, of turning into compassionate, empathetic children, who knows if they'll stay that way, but the foundation is being laid of in a way that I'm very proud of. Do you think that quitting the corporate gig allowed you the space to slow down and have those kind of noticings that you noticed with your son? I would say um, I noticed that when I was in corporate, but more time, you know, more, more time. Like this summer, we have a, a season passes to Six Flags. I love roller coasters. I always have. But my son was trying to work up his courage to get on the big roller coasters. And he would like get panic attacks when he would go, like he wanted to go. And so we probably went, we tried this one roller coaster probably 30, 40 times. And every single time he would get up to the car and he would freeze and then cry and go across and not go on. And then we'd go around and, you know, and, and, having that time to spend with him and whisper in his ear, like, you can do this, listen to your body. It's okay. You know, listen to your body. If your body is telling you, no, you're not ready. And that's okay. You'll be ready when you are. And, um, and by the end of the summer, he finally went on and made every single roller coaster his bitch. And uh, (laughs) it was just magnificent to be able to have that time all summer to go that much, you know, and really use those season passes. Um, and and to have that time, like you said, where you could do 30 or 40 rounds and it's okay. Yeah. Like that's, that is, that's a miracle. Well, I wouldn't feel that way if I didn't love roller coasters so much. Well, and your son. <laughs> hustled him out of here. Out you know, of here. and your son also. I mean, that's what I hear in it. There's a lot of love there for that individual, for you to just stay there. Like, it's all right. This is our 15th time. That's okay. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you, I think you said you're a parent too, Greg, Uh, you know, like I, I would say a contradictive stuff all the time. Like, all right, Danny, uh, you know, like listen to your body, listen to your body. And then I'm like, don't listen to your body. (laughs) (laughs) This is mind over matter, you know, and I would try all different combinations and he just wasn't ready until he was ready. And we just wanted to give him the space to do that. It's beautiful. Allison, I'm just so enthralled with what you're talking about. This has exceeded my expectations. I have like a couple more questions. Really? Yeah. Um, But I actually want to know if you are willing to do like a three minute thought experiment with me. Sure. All right. So the idea here is to sit up straight, (laughs) close your eyes and just breathe into your belly through your nose. And just allow that cycle of deep breath into your belly. And then nice and easy. Don't, you don't have to force it. Just feel yourself held by the earth, the ground of the earth. And just let go of whatever the mind's bringing up for you right now. It doesn't matter. And then imagine 2023, full financial abundance. 
What are you claiming for yourself in 2023? Be specific. I want to give up the burden of money ruling me. Okay. Do you want to claim something for yourself as opposed to give it up? Yeah. What are you claiming? Let me think about it. Help me out here. Just keep breathing. Allow your desire to lead the way from your chest, your heart centered desire for love of humanity, love of family, the human family. And whatever that desire is, just know and trust that it's in alignment with what everything else needs for healing. And whatever that thought is, allow it through and claim it for yourself. I want in 2023. I want to travel around the world with people on a similar journey that I can help impact them to find their own freedom and along the way have financial freedom and yeah. the ability to take my family wherever they want to experience more than just our home. <laughs> Beautiful. So it is. So it will be. And with harm to none. For the and benefit so of it is. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was well, there anything else that either one of you, have in mind that you'd like to bring up? I have two more questions for my three by five card. Oh, <laughs> we got it here to Mark's three by five card. Otherwise <laughs> I pay for it in production meetings. Um, talk a little bit about your most recent post clearing challenges. Yeah. So um, I decided to do a clearing challenge and the point of it is um to get rid of stuff and clutter. So, you know, like the junk drawer or the piles at the bottom of your stairs or just that pile of books or whatever, you know, bills need to be paid or filed or whatever it is. Um, most of the year slash years, uh, you just walk right by it. It's just too daunting to, um, to attack. And I decided to do a challenge because it's easier to do it with people and that challenge is that every day, so I, I came up with 31 different ideas for the month of December, um, and that every day you take 10, 15 minutes, whatever, and um, and clear something. And so not all of it was physical. Some of it is mental. Some of it's emotional clutter. So that might look like setting a boundary, you know, and especially around the holidays, you know, a lot of family members can be triggering you know, where you really have no escape. And so, you know, maybe setting a boundary or turning off your notifications or, um, or taking the time that you need. And so my thought is that as we go into 2023, if you're going to add something, um, add something fresh and something new, you have to clear out what no longer serves you. And then there's the obvious stuff of like cleaning out your closet and, getting rid of uh, bath products and shampoo and conditioner that is like 50 years old that is collecting dust, you know, and just having a clearer space. And so several people have joined. It's been really exciting to see what they come up with and how excited they are to uh, just clear and just have a little bit of guidance 
and a little bit of accountability. So we have a, a private Facebook group where, um, where people can just post or, you know, post a funny picture of a mess and then, you know, the before and afters of it. Um, and, and just talk about, um, how it feels to get rid of it. And then I'm going to do a challenge in January, I think for do something new every day in the month of January, something new, something different, something fun. Awesome. I love it. Do you think clearing stuff out like that is makes room for the next level of inspiration? hundred percent. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to know what discord is doing for you and your business. And what do you love about it? I don't use discord at all. I have tried every single, uh, platform to try and build a community And I think that um, the people that listen are probably 35 to 55 and they're like, I don't want another app. And so I set it up. uh, It didn't really go anywhere and I didn't want to invest more time into it. So I wish I had a better answer, but. No, that's perfect. Cause I was cruising around your website going, oh, Discord. Uh, She's using that. I wonder what that's like. No, we don't have to do that. that. (laughs) Save us time. It could yeah. be, it could be great for some, you know, it, I think it depends on your, your audience, but I think discord was not ubiquitous enough as Facebook, as some of the, you know, Instagram, you know, I, I hang out on Instagram the most, I would say I get the most engagement on Facebook because they're, you know, personal connections. Um, and then LinkedIn is, is something I do use as well because I am, kind of building a brand uh, specifically around professionals, you know, that are looking for more. That just sparked something because it occurred to me earlier in this episode um, that the way I stated one of my questions or statements about the corporate world, I found to be a mistake that being in the corporate world is a mistake. That's what I was implying. I think that's my mistake. There's people who want to be in the corporate world. And I think it's important that this knowledge and experience you're sharing and Mark's sharing, it's inclusive to people who want to be in the corporate world. The answer isn't drop out of the corporate world. Everyone quit your job and become a yoga teacher. (laughs) Right, exactly. The answer is be who you are in what you're doing. So I like what you just said about you're building your brand and really the brand you're building is for people in the corporate world is what I just heard. Yeah. I actually think that, I guess my invitation is more of a self-discovery. And so that if there is some, usually people who listen to my podcast are not narcissists. They're people that care. They're people that care and are aware and care about healing. There may be seekers of some sort. And so if there is some kind of agitation or irritation or something is not quite right or fulfilled, my invitation is, can we go inward? And, you know, if it is a professional life, but something is still off, you can still shift something else to make it right. Or um, it, it certainly is not an invitation to quit your job and forget about it, but maybe it is to switch your job or maybe it's going from a big company to a small one or vice versa. 
you know, with a, with a, a better team or a better leader, um, or a better situation that's going to be, um, more fulfilling for you or really, uh, be more aligned for you is my thought. And even as all three of us have acknowledged, we have our challenges in the choice, life choice we made. We didn't leave our corporate jobs and suddenly everything was cheery and bright, happily Mm -hmm. ever after. It seems no matter what, the journey is the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the journey is the journey. Um, Allison, how can people find you? Uh, AllisonHair.com is my links to everything. I'm the most active, like I said, on Instagram. So it's Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, underscore, underscore, hair, like the rabbit. And then Culture Changers podcast. Uh, a new episode drops every Thursday. And uh, there are you can get episodes ad-free and early and bonus episodes on Patreon.com forward slash Culture Changers. Um, what's one specific step that you're willing to take in the next three days to realize the vision of traveling the world with your family, like you stated? Um, I think what has come out of this is to receive. Awesome. And to be okay to receive. I have learned that I have a hard time receiving because I feel like I have to reciprocate, like I have to owe somebody. And so I've actually been challenged to receive this week and just let it be okay and know that I'm worthy. Recording stopped.